Oh, man, I used to work at Radio Shack, and I swear, on a weekly basis, I would have a guy come in who was trying to, like, catch his wife cheating on him, and he would literally, the same thing, I was like, here's the setup. There's a microtape recorder and everything with, like, six microtapes or something, and here's an in and out that you plug into the phone, and when the phone's picked up, it'll record. It's on a two-hour loop, so you'll be able to listen to two Oh, man, I can't tell you how many times I sold those. Hello and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Noah Downs. I'm your co-host and I'm here with Luke Biston, my other co-host. How are you doing, Luke? I am fantastic. Uh, sounds like you are a little, uh, a little excitable over there tonight. That was a pretty nice a little excitable. Like yeah, you know, I got, um, <laughs> got a cat on my lap, so it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> exciting. Yeah, back you know, when I was that, in, back when I was in college, it was called moving furniture, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for me, it's it's literally it's got, literally have a cat on my lap. Um, no, okay. But it's it's an actual cat. Um, so but it's a good cat. Aren't you a good cat, Piper? Oh, Piper didn't like that. Okay. Anyway, so uh, action-packed uh, podcast for you tonight. By action-packed, I mean a lot happened, and we've got to talk about it. So. Uh, yeah. So we're going to start off with uh, a little bit of uh, some these free agency moves. You know, it's wild and woolly there for a little bit, and it's a little hard to even really follow follow up with everything. Then we're going to take a break and come back with um, Luke and I having a Homer corner. He's going to talk about the Browns. I'm going to talk about the Redskins because we can do that because it's our podcast. And oh, then and we're going to take another break. And we're going to come back and talk about some skill positions in the upcoming NFL draft and where some of our favorite or not favorite players might go. So how does yeah. that sound to you, Luke? I think that sounds action-packed. You know, that's, that's good because you came up with that uh, agenda. So um, <laughs> just, just giving credit where credit's due. So let's hop right into it. Um, we've got about 20 different players of note for fantasy and dynasty purposes that change teams. Um, and then we've got two trades that are significant. So we'll we'll just kind of hop on this list to a quick fire, see what we can do. First on the list, this list we've got Alshon Jeffrey. He's no longer a bear. He's now an eagle. So you could call him a bear eagle. He got a one-year mm-hmm. prove-it deal for $14 million, and that's like quarterback money. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Um, I believe if you take away all the incentives and whatnot, it's more like a one in ten. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is it. This is it for him. You know, last year he had his issues with uh, uh, his injuries, his soft tissue issues, as we like to call it here on the podcast. And then also yeah. he was suspended four games for uh, PD, PDs. So uh, for those reasons, I mean, if he can't do it this year, you know, I think this is a perfect sign from NFL proper telling as a whole that there isn't a team out there that's willing to sink multiple years into him. Well, so, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that he goes to uh, to a system where there is a struggling wide receiver one in Jordan Matthews, um, mm-hmm. and and that a, a passing attack just isn't really getting it done in Philadelphia. So if he comes goes there and you see an uptick in the passing attack, it'll be directly attributable to him. Right. Well, I think, but I think between him and another player that we uh, I believe we'll talk about later. Um, between those two guys going there. As a matter of fact, uh, I do not see him on the list. So, um, also, 
we had um, a Tory Smith go there. He's and number Tory 11. Smith, you're skipping oh. ahead. Sorry, that's... Like you made the list, Luke. But he did. He did. He did make the list. He did make that. <laughs> um, so, but you just, um, yeah, between those two, Matthews is wide receiver three. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 bizarre. But we'll get to that when we get down to Tory Smith. Um, mm-hmm. So then you got Terrell Pryor, one year, mm-hmm. six million, leaving your Browns and coming to my Redskins. Thanks for the yep. thanks for the receiver, buddy. Any time. And um, we'll get into this a little bit more when we get into the state of the union with the Redskins. But um, yep. I am actually, I am ambivalent as they come about this. There's a lot of upside for Terrell Pryor for us, especially given the uh, the a couple other plays we're going to talk about in a little bit. But there's also just the Redskins. Come on, it's just there's too much crap going on there. Oh yeah, but we will get to that in Homer Corner. Yeah, and while there's, we're on the topic, <laughs> while we're on Homer Corner, let's hop straight to Sean Jackson. You can really think oh, of that well, did you? It, it, just, it sort of had the hits just keep on coming, I know. <laughs> he, he, he left the Redskins. God, you are, like, punishing me. He left the Redskins and went down to Tampa Bay. So he, the Tampa Bay uh, traded uh, V-Jack for D-Jack. Actually, is V-Jack still there, or did he retire? I don't know, dude, but it sounds like you're, like... <laughs> Giving us codes for like venereal diseases over here. So, I know, uh, seriously. <laughs> Ajax, Djax, Djax, Djax. Yeah, no, I. I, pretty, I, I do believe he's still there. I did look into it uh, because, frankly, I figured that Djax coming in kind of spelt the end. So if not soon enough, um, yeah. but uh, but I kind of like this landing spot. You know, besides the fact, obviously, oh, it's no really longer good. It's just it sucks because it's not Washington. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, but, you know, Washington may think that this was, uh, you know, they can bring Doxon and put Doxon in that speedster role. You know, I, it's the only thing I can think of, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, we'll get there in a little bit. Uh, Martellus mm-hmm. Bennett, uh, three years, $22 million, New England to Green Bay. What's interesting here is um, this Bennett was good in Green Bay, but he wasn't great. He was he was not a true Gronk replacement. He was good at right. the red zone, but he he's getting old. And I think that this deal is this deal is very in favor of Green Bay. Actually, I think looking at it. Oh, I totally agree. And the nice part is, and actually, Martellus Bennett's done a tweet saying this to uh, Green Bay fans. Um, he's like, "Hey, guess what? I can block," and that's exactly. crucial. Because their line up there just took two huge hits with uh, T.J. Lane and J.C. Treader leaving and going yeah. to other teams. So, you know, I think it was a good call for them to go get up. He's a good catch, you know, he's a good catching tight end, but he's also a good blocking tight end, and they got the total package there. But how yeah. they use him is going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, Pierre Garçon, another red. God, dude, come on, really? Um, that, 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 the band-aid's pulled off, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, okay, we'll see. Um, and he got five years, so basically Garcon got his retirement contract from San Francisco. Um, he, he's leaving, he's leaving my skin and heading over to good old San Fran, where he will instantly step into the, another receiver on their core role. Right. As a matter of fact, as far as I can tell, he's the wide receiver one until they bring someone else in. Yeah, well, yes, but I mean, who's going to throw the ball? That's a great question. Number two, well, I, technically, right now it's Brian Hoyer. Yeah, yeah. So, so who's going to throw him the ball? 
Well, I, I, Brian Hoare did good last year in Chicago. He did better than Cutler. That's true. That's true. Of course, I could have done better than Cutler. <laughs> I don't yeah. play football anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Kenny Britt, you know, the surprise for fantasy owners last year, gets his contract, yeah. goes from the from LAR, LAR, to uh, Cleveland. Your Cleveland Browns pulled in a good receiver. Yeah, well, they pulled in a, a good receiver. Uh, prior would have been better. Uh, but they did get somebody, and they got somebody almost immediately. Who I feel bad for is Britt. Listen to Britt's career path, okay? He started in Tennessee, drafted 30th overall in uh, in the draft that he was drafted. Then from there goes to the then St. Louis Rams, who then became the uh, L.A. Rams, which, you know, mediocre pass offense, so horrible last year with the uh, people they had. And now he's in Cleveland, who doesn't have a quarterback officially. Like, Kessler is the quarterback right now. Oh, God, that's right. So he has never had what I would call – I mean, you know, his time in Tennessee was pre-Mariota, uh, obviously. So, yeah. I mean, this this poor guy has, <laughs> has never had a quarterback, uh, but he, you know, went over a 1,000 yards last year. So kudos to him. He's a, he's a Brown now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's also a guy that's played for uh, uh, three teams in four cities. Yeah, absolutely. That's a rarity in today's NFL. Um, not no, not in this, not in this end. You're basically there's three teams that are going to be moving. You know, I mean, yeah, you have the team that moved already. So it's crazy. Can you just give this one to me. Come on. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, let, you, I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Okay, then we have um, 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 Eddie Lacy, aka Mr. Chunk himself, Chunky. <laughs> um, he gets a one year, five and a half million prove it deal. He goes from Green Bay to Seattle, and this makes no sense to me. Seattle, A, Seattle is not a passing offense. It's becoming more of a passing offense, I mean to say, um, recently. Yeah. They've got Thomas Rawls and C.J. Prosize. Not saying Thomas Rawls is great, but they have a decent one to punch in those guys. Eddie mm-hmm. Lacy really isn't an upgrade over Rawls, and um, oh. it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. My biggest issue with having Feast Mode come in out there in Seattle is this. You are looking at a team in Seattle that is willing to pay him on a month-to-month basis from May to December to be a, a certain weight. Part of his bonus is... Feast mode? Oh, he is feast mode. He is, Yes, he is being brought in to take over what was, what came out of... Um, uh, uh, what, uh, Skittles guy, the guy, Marshawn Lynch, the guy who's trying Marshawn to go to Lynch, Oakland. Marshawn Lynch, soon going to Oakland? Yeah, Mr. Beast Mode, this is his replacement, Feast Mode. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, to get back, <laughs> you know, he's coming in. He is getting between fifty-five to $70,000 a month from May yeah. to December to be at a certain weight. <laughs> or, or to yeah. be under a certain weight. Man, if that was around at any job I've ever had in my life, I would have loved it. I, I would love it too because I can do that. I mean, Mike, I, I, I would get. I mean, the dude is two hundred and sixty something pounds. I know. Too, he 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 went in two sixty seven. He's got to be down to two fifty five by May. Okay, so he's got to drop twelve pounds. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Emmanuel Sanders when he ran in the combine, he, he drank two gallons of water to get up twelve pounds. All he's got to do is sit in the sauna for a couple of hours, and that's gone. God, he's he's basically gonna lose a kitten out of his body. Oh, um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a bad move on Seattle's part, in my humble opinion. Um, I agree. 
Brandon Marshall from the New York Jets to the New York Giants. So, funny story, he's not going to change stadiums, just jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, the reason why he did it um, was because he has that lucrative deal with Showtime. Exactly. You know, yeah. so... Well, good on him. He's getting his, his retirement contract, too. He's probably going to be done after one year, but hopefully he can get his full 12 or something. Um, yeah, well, as of right now, it's a one-year. I want to say it's, it's a, guaranteed it's a one-year eight. Yeah. And then he has to be on the team for three days into the 2018 season to make the rest of it guaranteed. Right, exactly. So, uh, And then Jared Cook, tight end, goes from Green Bay to Oakland. Uh, this does nothing for me. Um, <laughs> Oakland, so look, look at look at look at that. He got a one year two point seven five million. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, good for him. I'm not a millionaire. You're not a millionaire. But going from I'm, Green I'm Bay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, going from Green Bay, where he was making, yeah, he had a chance to sign with them. Yeah, really? Now, I, yeah, yeah. Well, not to that number. Not not to anything. Probably a little less, or a little more than what this was, but he took a chance in getting out. I mean, but no, initially there was there was an opportunity for him to sign. Now it may have just been a one year deal. I don't know what the contract was officially, and I know it wasn't a lot. That's why he wanted to field free agency to see if he could get more. But then it got signed, and all of a sudden that back door closed. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I think I mean who's the, who's the, who are the tight ends in Oakland? I'm blanking right now. Uh, Clive Wolford. Oh yeah. You know, so uh, this takes away my six shares I have of Clive Wolford, which I'm fine with. You know, I'll just go snatch up some Jared Cook because Jared Cook is a he's a pass catching tight end, and you know Oakland will be able to utilize him. So he may be kind of a sneaky week to week play, maybe a good best ball tight end. It sounds like a good NFL pin grabber. Um, yeah. Play. Yep. So, uh, so then let's let's hop on to Mike Glennon, Tampa Bay to Chicago. Um, yeah, well, he's not terrible. He's he's averaging fifteen million a year on this three year mm-hmm. deal, um, yep. which is low in that's low in quarterback money. Um, but you mm-hmm. know he's proved that he's not afraid to sling mm-hmm. it and to sling it in the tight spaces. Yeah. So I think that maybe maybe somebody who is not gun shy would help out Chicago, especially with Cam Meredith and Kevin White there, because you know Kevin White, while well, he was a he was a blitz coming out of college, he's been either injured or bad since yeah uh, he got out, and so he he might need someone who isn't afraid to throw into tight spaces for him. I, I totally agree. You know, Glennon. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give the obvious uh, draft jokes or anything because I, I like <laughs> the guy and. And uh, he's gonna have a long neck, but uh, you know, I, I I think he can do good there. You just made the joke. Got, you said you weren't gonna make the joke, and then you made the joke. And that's isn't that how this thing works? You say I'm not gonna say blah blah blah, and then you say it in the process, <laughs> and you're not gonna say it. That's how it works. I mean, yeah, that's true, isn't So, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think seriously though, his gunslinger mentality that he can have in tight spaces. Um, is going to benefit him well as long as they have a good slot receiver and they can get a decent, um, uh, you know, just a decent all-around core. The outside guys like your Kevin White, Cam Meredith, they're going to do fine. They're going to get theirs, uh, but they need to make sure that he works on the inside out. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to the guy you, you sneak peeked earlier, uh, Torrey Smith. Between <laughs> Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey, I think yep. that Philadelphia's passing attack is going to get a little lifted. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I, what I think this is going to do, uh, spoiler alert, sell your Earth shares because between uh, between those two guys coming in, now Matthews is straight up in the slot and it's going to kill that Earth. Yeah, it is. I'm, what would you sell Earth for right now? Asking for a friend. Um, okay, well, first of all, I realize I'm not high on him. I've never been high on him. Uh, before this news would have broke, I would have sent me the 202, 203. Uh, obviously, I would try to get more. Like, I try to get, like, first form. But yeah. I would realistically expect that much back. Do it soon. Because I think that you're going to see him. His value may drop late second. Because, I mean, you're coupling this with the idea that there's going to be five to six new tight ends of note coming in through this draft. Bucky Hodges, baby. Yeah, he's one of them. He's one yeah, of them. That's right. He he is of note. Watch him like just go to Philadelphia, and I'll be like, "Yay, Bucky Hodges to Philly!" Oh God, my earth. Um, <laughs> I would not be surprised if we saw um, uh, some of these tight ends end up in a Philly, or even end up in like a Kansas City. Yeah. To go Joker, you could do Jokers with um, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. So let's move on to Lance Murray. Uh, goes from Oakland to Minnesota, and can I just tell you? I still hate him. I don't like him. I don't like Latavius yeah. Murray. I've never liked him. I, I yeah. think that if you own Latavius Murray out of your own free will, like you made a conscious choice to own Latavius Murray, then I don't like you as a person. USAA gives me well, peace of mind, and the security, just like the Marines did. At one point, yeah, I did change to a different company. If you're insurance, with him, that's fine. I understand. I'm going to sympathize. But if you say, you know what, I've let Latavius Murray my team, and I am happy with that, then what is wrong with you? Right. Well, I mean, he's going from Oakland, who had a great line, <laughs> yeah, to Minnesota, which their line basically broke AP last year on top of, uh, you know, making people like Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata irrelevant. That so, is true. So unless they greatly improve their line beyond what they've already done in free agency, they, uh, you know, I think it's be more of the same out there. And if anything else, this kills McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. I wouldn't be surprised if they still draft somebody in like I mean, the third, Matt fourth round of the purple floss. I mean, frankly, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> there's just a bunch. Through. Now there's just a bunch of running backs in Minnesota that I have no interest in whatsoever. Um, so moving on, Kenny Stills, four years, yep. thirty-two million. Yeah, there's a number. I mean, it, wow. I was kind of impressed because I mean he's staying home. You know, he's in know. Miami. You're in Miami, you know, so, Miami. Yep. So, I mean, so he's he's one of our two guys that actually stayed put. The other being, well, we'll get to that soon. Well, so Kenny still is <laughs> staying there. I don't think that changes the landscape too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's that. Uh-huh. Well, all, all, what it does for me is it kills my Carew shares. That's all I'm going to say. We can that's move true. On. I'm, you were counting on still leaving for Carew. Oh, I, I, I am salty about that. But... You're you know, talking we'll about see. a lot of things. It comes with age and having kids. <laughs> it does. Um, so let's look at Kendall Wright gets a one-year two million to go for to Tennessee, Chicago. So he's in Chicago. Yeah. I think it's you know it's a reclamation project. Um, I think that yeah, this doesn't move the meter. I'm not buying him. I'm not. I mean, if I have him, I'm, there's right. no way I'm going to really sell him. I'm just going to let him retire on my team. Yeah, which you will be doing after this one-year contract. Uh, this is a happy trails sort of deal. Um, I do not see him, Kendall Wright, slipping into, like, the slot role and doing anything more than uh, – I mean, he's going from Mariota to Lennon. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's all we need yeah. to know there. Um, mm-hmm. Then Jack Doyle he goes from Indianapolis to Indianapolis. He stayed home. Oh, man. He, he got gone. paid, too. He got paid. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he, was, he, was a, yeah, he was a no one <laughs> before last yeah. year. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's getting three years, nineteen million, basically. He got paid. <laughs> he, he, he he cashed in on that good year. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's decent. I mean, I'm not buying him. I'm not selling him. Mm-hmm. I know. So, yeah, what uh, was funny is I actually picked him up late in a bunch of my leagues just you know, to see what would happen with him because he had a really good chemistry with. Uh, luck, and that's what you want, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, RoboCop out there, Dwayne Allen, just wasn't getting it done, even with Kobe Fleener gone. And yeah. so I grabbed him, and this made me so happy, especially, you know, coupling this with what happens, we'll, we'll get you later, but my goodness. I always feel like Andrew Luck resented uh, Dwayne Allen for not being Kobe Fleener. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you know, because... College, that college connection that... Yeah, him. well, I, yeah... <laughs> Well, he resented it because Kobe Sweeney was horrible, and he always wished to hear that RoboCop was the guy that went with him to college. We just had that exactly, yeah. So just it so was, good. It was, it was just this weird triangle and uh, butt stuff. Um, so uh, I didn't say that. So Cordero <laughs> Patterson goes from Minnesota to Oakland. I'm feeling a little punchy today. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just from Minnesota to Oakland. Um, and frankly, this actually does move the meter for me a little bit. Um, yeah, I agree. Because Coral Patterson, you know, he's an athletic freak that everybody's always loved to death. Remember that year yeah. when Matthew Barry was, like, pumping um, uh, Coral Patterson, like, as a first-round pick? Yes, and all it that was, yeah, it wasn't the same year that Aaron Rodgers was his 101. He was like, that's it. This is the year. I'm going to go 101 Aaron Rodgers and Cordell Patterson by 102. Well, I got to tell you, that year I did take Aaron Rodgers 101, and frankly, I didn't win. You're still dating um, her? Yes, I'm still dating her. Um, <laughs> that was good. So, that was good. Uh, I like that. Let's sit yeah. on that one. And uh, you should. That was good. I like that. Um, so, but yeah, so Oakland, I, I like Cordell Patterson to Oakland. Derek Carr is a young quarterback. Cordell Patterson is still kind of a young dude, actually. Um, and this is his first contract after his rookie deal, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this, so, is, this is, this is, he's young. I mean, this is it. And now he's got two years, 8.5 going to Oakland. Even if he's just a return guy, which, I mean, I know would uh, kind of not be the best for, uh, for, you know, dynasty fantasy players or everything, you know, everything like that. But even if he's doing that from a football standpoint, he could go out there and rock it out and move into that wide receiver three role. And they yeah. throw the ball a lot. They really do. And, man, I mean, who's going to run it for them? So, um, yeah, Well, I, Skittles. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That, that came out today. Skittles, you all run it. Um, yeah, well, well uh, your Jalen Richards. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Get your Jalen Richards. Okay, let me explain something to you. Okay, Beast Mode coming back. I say Marshall's out of the league. I would be more worried if they went out and they drafted Alvin Kamara in the second round. I would be more worried about that than um, uh, than Lynch coming back in. I don't see it working out. That's true. It would be really funny, though. Um, it would. It would. It would be hilarious. Um, so Brian Hoyer goes from Chicago to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and and San Francisco continues to suck. Um, <laughs> can we just end that there? <laughs> 
Are we are we done talking about Brian Hoyer? Because I I don't like Brian Hoyer. Oh yeah, sorry, I, I was zoning out because we were talking about Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Oh 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 oh! I, I see what you did there. So moving on, Robert Woods <laughs> goes from uh, Buffalo to to Lar. Um, read read that contract. Read it. Five years, thirty four million. <laughs> I know. What? I was like, okay, now if you look farther up when we're talking about. Uh, San Francisco, okay? So we're looking uh-huh. at um, Pierre Garçon. I was like, five here, 47 million. What were they thinking, okay? And then I got to that one, and I was like, that almost makes that one look good up there for Garçon because Robert wow. Wood. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was one of my worst contracts of the year, guaranteed. And How did that happen? I, I think that they forgot the, the decimal point between the, um, the three and the four. Yeah, uh, seriously. Well, good for Robert Woods. I mean, the Rams are absolutely. probably going to use him now. Um, absolutely. Jeez. Well, I mean, if you think about it, who's who left? Um, they lost Britt, and they brought in Robert Woods. So you know, maybe yeah. it'll work out. Only thing I can think of is they had the money. You yeah. Because I mean, like a lot of these teams, they got they got to make capital. Like a lot of people were like, "Well, why did uh, Britt get signed?" But they let. Uh, prior walk and everything, if the money was already there, you know, it was yeah. just that Britt Brit picked it up first. That's true. That's true. And and frankly, for the, they got Woods for an extra year more than Britt got for only two, $2.5 more, so. Exactly. Exactly. It, and we also, we don't, without me looking real quick to check and see, like, uh, what's incentive, what's guaranteed, and how many years until dead money is off the table, it's hard to say which one wins out. Yeah. Well, uh, Danny Woodhead goes from San Diego to Baltimore, which, mm-hmm. you know, Woodhead is a good dude. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, this is his last contract. I'm not going to lie. I like this. I like this move um, simply because it defines Dixon's role when he gets back from his suspension. Yeah, it really does. And, it's and gonna, he's going to be the lead back. Woodhead's going to. It's basically going to be like Dixon is your Gordon, your Melvin Gordon, and then you're going to have Woodhead be Woodhead at the yeah. San Diego. And 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 if you look at it, then it also just adds to the skill position insanity in Baltimore. They've got yeah. oh a yeah, ton of tight ends, a ton of running backs, a ton of receivers, and mm-hmm. one quarterback who's the most boring quarterback in the history of the world. <laughs> Oh, come on. Flacco's, you know what? Flacco is now, to me, what Dalton was for so many years, where he was like the line, where if I had to take a quarterback um, uh, before the end of the draft and he was ranked above Dalton, I felt okay doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But if he was below where Dalton was ranked, I, I would just take him off of waivers. And I feel like Flacco is kind of there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that could change this year if people like Perryman or if they end up drafting a wide receiver in the first, if those guys can step up a little bit, um, what they need to do is they need to find an identity on offense. Right. I, I, you know, know. I, I need Perryman to not step up because I traded him away a lot in this, this year. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I get that. I, I'm, I'm nervous about him too. Yeah. Too so uh, let's, Let's talk a little bit. The final one of this twenty is Ted Ted Ginn Jr. God, I hate yeah. that guy. Um, well, but I, I like this move though because he's going I to do a too. much he better. I do too. in New Orleans. He's got more yes. targets, more quality yep. targets. Um, 
and he's replacing. I mean, he's not replacing Cooks, but he's going to be a good number two. That's it. that's what he does. He he is the number two. Right. A Ted Ginn for me is a sneaky guy that I want to try to pick up. You know, uh, off of waivers uh, because you know he's been irrelevant for how long? Forever. You know, so. Yeah, so try to pick him up off of waivers and just sit on him. He could be a, a wide receiver three for you in Dynasty this next year. That's true. And for people who start up to four, five, six wide receivers, then that's good. Um, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Let's look at these two New England trades. Speaking of New Orleans, um, Brandon Cooks uh, traded from New England to New Orleans, from to New England from New Orleans, and I love it. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be much of a like a role change for him. But uh, but it's gonna pretty much be the same thing. It's great for New England. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now the the only issue is that it's a one year, one point five billion deal, three year deal, which is great for uh, New England. But they have to figure out a way to get him to resign. So my hope is that they plan on just being like, look, we can win. Uh, we can win bowls here. So you want rings? Stick with us. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna incorporate him into that offense more heavily than New Orleans tried to do this past year with Michael Thomas coming on too. Well, um, I'm not going to lie. I hope so because I'm kind of nervous about it. I think that uh, I think that he could have some weeks where he's putting up uh, single digits very very easily. I, you're not wrong, uh, but you got to remember this: Belichick has loved Cooks um, since the New Orleans New England combined practices before last season. That's true. He he has talked about him, so mm. I. I think that's important to remember. I think that Cooks is going to be important there. Speaking of, um, Dwayne Allen went from Indianapolis to New England. This is incredible for New England. Um, yeah. Because if you think about it, they got Martellus Bennett, who signed a three-year, $22 million deal, dollar deal, left New England. They got Dwayne Allen for three years, $29 million, But Dwayne Allen's three years younger. Yeah. Yeah, so and, they, they up a and on bit, top but, of that, um, it's none of it's dead money. So every year before the certain day of the year where it becomes guaranteed, they can yeah. dump him each year. Now, yeah. granted, they just traded for him, so of course they're going to use him this year. But next year, if he's crap, they can drop him. And it's, you know, not that big of a deal. Now, in terms of Dwayne Allen, uh, for fantasy, he's always been one of those guys where, like, you can't really trust him. Um, yeah. I, I think agree. this will improve his stock because you got Cooks uh, taking off the top, Edelman running underneath, Gronk running underneath, and Dwayne Allen running the dump route. Mm-hmm. Boom. It's, it's going to be magic. But, um, yeah, and that's an, and besides that, the other thing there is Marshawn Lynch potentially going to open, which we kind of covered. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that is our that's our quick rundown, which wasn't as quick as we thought it was going to be. But screw that. <laughs> never um, is, never is. It never is. So when we come back, we will talk a little bit about our respective teams and uh, head on to our last segment. So talk to you on the other side. Hey, guys. This is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, this company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their brand and merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, with both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, 
Quidditch, and, and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you know that you're listening to, uh, there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon. So don't forget... Wookie TD saves you 50% off at www.savageultimate.com. Go check it out today. And welcome back. Uh, we are going to uh, take a moment here to uh, lower our heads and uh, basically just discuss our homerisms for the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Browns in a little segment that I really haven't thought of a good name for, but... I will one day. Until then, we give you our homerisms. So, that's good. I like that. I like it, too. So, Tommy, uh, give me the uh, state of the franchise in Washington there, buddy. Um, well, let's put it this way. I was going to go look up something to prep for this, and I started to Google Washington Redskins. And uh, you type in Washington Redskins, and the first thing that pops up is Kirk Cousins. And the second thing that pops up is... Scott McLuhan, and then mm-hmm. racist, and then um, oh, oh, yeah, and then finally it's a uh, dumpster fire. So let's just recap. Our top four results are one: the quarterback that we're having a lot of trouble signing, the GM that we just fired at the beginning of free agency and off uh, free agency this off season for mm-hmm. being an alcoholic, um, being a racist, and then finally being an actual literal dumpster fire. So that's the wow. state of the Washington Redskins right now. Um, let's see. Just to recap the big things, uh, they fired Scott McLuhan. That was uh, that was Allen, our president. Scott, uh, fired Scott McLuhan, citing that he was uh, too too hopped up on the sauce, um, mm-hmm. which some people think is a cover, um, which I think is a cover because McLuhan did a great job. He was, he's a good GM. Um, Kirk Cousins, it was got the exclusive franchise tag, which basically it was him out there swinging his nuts around saying, you know what, I'm good, I bet on myself and I won. I don't have to sign with you if I don't want to, especially since you just fired Scott McLuhan. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, let's see, then we lost Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. We kind of saw at least one of them leaving, but I did, you know, there was a chance both of them would leave, but I didn't think we messed that one up that royally. So now our Receiving core is Jordan Reed, Jameson Crowder, and Josh Jackson. Between them, Jordan Reed spent most of last season injured, and he gets injured every single season. Josh Jackson didn't play last year, and Jameson Crowder, well, he's actually pretty good for, you know, a former, what did he go to, North Carolina? Duke, one of two? Um, so, out of, <laughs> coming out of Carolina, he's, he's not terrible. Um mm-hmm. But that's where we are, and it sucks. And so, uh, I, you know, frankly, as a, as a Redskins fan, seeing, seeing us do so well the past couple of years, we're just kind of squandering it now. 
Now, we also have a court, uh, running back controversy because Matt Jones is, you know, horrible. And then Rob Kelly is, you know, a flash in the pan. And then we got Chris Thompson, who's going to kill the fantasy value of any ground and pound running back we get coming in here. How'd I do that, Nick? I, 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 you know, I, I, I don't know if I exactly go as far as saying it's a dumpster fire, but I think that's pretty, uh, pretty good right there. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think, I think I covered it. Okay, so let me, real quick before we go any farther. One, a couple questions for you. One, Cousins, is he on the team game one or do they move him before game one? I was hoping they would move him so they get some draft capital. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he will end up on the team because I don't think they have a unified vision for what they're doing right now. Um, okay. The the sign-in trade would have been a great thing for the Redskins, but um, I don't think it's actually going to happen anymore. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the defense is kind of a bright spot. We've got Josh Norman and Bashad Breland. Um, but other than that, I mean, come on. More good luck. Yeah, I... You know, trying to find the bright spot in all of this, you you do end up getting Pryor, which I feel will kind of fill your Pierre Garçon role. If Doxon can step up and be that nine-route guy, anything like that that can stretch the field, I'm not saying he's going to replace, you know, Deshaun Jackson, but at least you got something there. So you could technically have the same type of offense that you had last year. It's true. There's a lot less you know, experience. Uh, plus, you have Jordan Reed, and they also re-signed Vernon Davis for multiple seasons, although I do feel, at least from a fantasy standpoint, the point, the guy that you want is uh, probably going to be Miles Paul. Yeah. And that's just because of Davis's age and Reed's inability to not get his head knocked out. So I think that's the guy you want. Um, but, no, I feel that you gave me a pretty good uh, – Pretty good lookout, you know. I, I think yeah. they did, did good. I forgot. I forgot to mention they signed uh, Stacy McGee. Did you see that? <laughs> Ooh, no. That sounds like an excellent like 1940s <clears throat> mobster name, Stacy McGee. Yeah, he, he's a he's a defensive lineman. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the deal, Luke. Tell me, as coming from a team that's pretty good at signing D linemen, you know, the Browns. And actually knowing something about football, what would you expect to pay a former Oakland Raider defensive mm-hmm. lineman who has made 18 career starts with 63 uh, tackles over four years? Oh, he, well, first of all, with those types of numbers, unless they're projecting him to be a – well, I mean, what position on D-line is he? What is Stacey? Is he a tackle? Uh, he was more of a run stuffer, yeah. Okay. Well, there's why you have, the, you have the depression in tackles over the years and everything. So, in all honesty, it comes down to this. Uh, it comes down to higher metrics. You're looking at basically how many yards he gives up personally on each rush play. And if it's under a certain number, I mean, to me, yeah, I think that that's uh, – yeah, I think it's not that bad. What, let me ask you this. Was it? How old is he, by the way? Do you have that for me? Uh, I don't know if I have that with me. Uh, I think okay. his, his, you know, his Raiders contract was his rookie deal, so he's okay. Like so he's probably like ish Okay, so he got a four-year, forty-five million dollar deal. No, four-year. Uh, no, he got a five-year deal. Okay, twenty-five million. 
That's great. No, that's terrible. He's, no, that's, he's a run stuffer and he's doing his job. Look at look at other defensive tackles out there. If he's doing his job, if he is a defensive tackle, for example, take a look at the guy that was just signed, uh, that just re-signed back home with uh, uh, with Baltimore. Okay, the, uh, the the nose tackle, the run stuffer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, he ended up getting about ten point five million a year. A year. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying we're talking I, apples and apples here, but you know you're looking at basically he's only getting like five million a year plus. You know, you know, I'll tell you what, you tell me some more things real quick about uh, about the Redskins, and when you're doing that, I'm going to go to OverTheCap.com and I'm going to take a look at this guy's contract. I'm going to tell you how good it was. Well, hold on, okay. let me tell you. Uh, I'll, I'll just finish giving you everything about McGee real quick. Um, okay. Uh, it's five years, twenty-five million. That's mm-hmm. for eighteen career starts over four years, missing thirteen okay. games uh, in the last three seasons due to injuries, and sixty-three mm-hmm. tackles across four years. Okay. I mean, that's that, that's total tackles. That's like combined everything. Um, by comparison, he is going to make more money than Chris Baker is going to make with the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now that is now that I get actually the thing though is Chris Baker is a defensive end, you know, and uh, Chris Baker is more for his team and in right well, now the defensive side. Yes, and and honestly, Chris Baker is also extremely underrated by people outside of Washington. I thought it was a great signing, but yeah. that being said, not many people agreed with me. Okay, so yeah. so looking real quick at Jason McGee's thing. First of all, you have to realize his deal. Going into 2020, which would be his fourth year of the deal, they could uh-huh. get out of that deal and save 4.2 um, a million by cutting him. And on top of that, they'd save an extra 5.5 for the following year. So in actuality, it's only a three-year deal uh, until the numbers get low enough on the dead money that they could cut him without much of a loss. And still the cherry on top of a terrible, terrible loss. Uh, uh, okay, uh, and I, I, th- I think that. <laughs> Being a Washington fan, I think that you are biased the other way now. I don't think it's that bad of a deal. <laughs> Although I will say this, he is a three-four defensive end, and based on those numbers, if he's actually just playing defensive end, I guess I do take concern with it. The numbers that you gave you before, I was expecting to be more of a defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, which, but then at the same time, though, a three-four defensive end, you guys. Now I understand that basically there is no more of this. People run a defensive, you know, a three-four or four-three. You know, it's basically it's a combination of the two. Um, but looking at like you guys primarily are in the four-three, um, uh, right? Your base is four-three. Yeah. Okay, so he would probably kick inside of that defensive tackle section. So it could work as long as he has the incentive to make it work. True. Now, enough about my terrible, horrible Washington racist wet redskin. Um, <laughs> yep. Tell me a little bit more about your Cleveland crap stains. Oh my gosh, I am, I am so happy with what they're doing this off season. Yeah, basically, this is a spectrum podcast now. <laughs> okay, well, let me let me put it like this. Okay, we're all we're all fancy people here, right? I mean, basically, yeah. whether it's dynasty redrafts, you know, MFL tens, whatever whatever your flavor of the day is. We all sit down, and at the end of the day, we're trying to figure out trades that will make our team better, yeah. even if they're crazy trades. 
okay? We're not talking I know exactly Lance, but, what you're about to say. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it took baseball guys in the front office and Dee Podesta and company and Sashi Brown to sit there and take a football team in the Cleveland Browns and have them make a basketball trade. And <laughs> in acquiring... Oh, and acquiring Brock Osweiler from Houston, who last year signed a $72 million deal, they took him on with $16 million along with a second-round pick in 2018. They gave a 2017 fourth-round pick and got a sixth-round pick back this year as well. So uh, looking at it, um, on the outside, you're saying, well, the Browns basically just got a quarterback and paid $16 million for a second-round pick. That's garbage. But, no, that's great. <laughs> the Browns also started pre-agency with $106 million in cap space, some of which they actually have to spend. It's not like they they have to hit a cap floor. And so between that and the other moves that they made – they're still sitting at $57.5 million in cap space as of right now. Good God. Okay? So that move was amazing. It got them an extra second. They now have, between this year and next year, eight picks in the first two rounds of their draft. Three firsts and five seconds. They can completely rebuild without making any trades whatsoever if they wanted to. Or they could sit there and they could take said trades and they could try to pull off and getting a Jimmy G or a Kirk Cousins, if so be it. I'm not saying I want any of those. My personal thing that I would love to see them do is they just went out and they got a new defensive coordinator. They need to build their defense. The 101 this year is Miles Garrett. It's not going to be anything but Miles Garrett. And if it is, I'm no longer a fan of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, dude, it, it, this guy at the Combine, it, I'm going to love yeah, him so much on my team. Um, but I mean, but I don't I don't want them taking a quarterback in the draft. I don't want – and I want them to get rid of Brock. I want them to roll this year with Cody Kessler under center because they already got rid of RG3. Yeah. Run with him, see what he can do, and when you go 2-14 and – you go get Sam Darnold out of USC in next year's draft, and there's your yeah. quarterback, and you've just spent them this year, and you spent next year, and you spent last year building up an offense and building up a team that can support a rookie quarterback starting. It's the best scenario and the best timing situation that Cleveland has, and you're in year two of that, and I just hope that the, the front office, I hope that the ownership – is okay with having another losing season. And if they are, yeah. I think great things are about to happen. I think I, mean, I think I think they are okay with it. Well I think they I think they have to be at this point, you know, because the ship's already it's already out of the dock, you know. The, regardless of if 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 tomorrow uh it was decided, you know what, never mind, we're gonna bring in, you know, blah 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 as the next head coach and you know, and GM grouping or whatnot, you're looking at basically three years of rebuild to get back to getting rid of these contracts that have already been made. So yeah. you're already you're already trying, just go with it. You know, and then they went out and they got a, a much better uh, center, and they went out and they got the best guard in the draft in Zietler from the Cincinnati Bengals. 
So the weakness of last year in that front line, at left tackle, they now have uh, uh, left tackle. They now have Joe Thomas. They re-signed Joel Petonio, who was the left guard. They like, they extended his contract even though he was injured. They got JC or is it? I think it's J. Yeah, JC Treader, who is the uh, who who was the uh, center in Green Bay last year. Now they got Kevin Zeitler from Cincinnati. They are literally one right tackle away from having a top five offensive line if they can get a, a top shelf right tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your team's really good, and it's done smart things. <laughs> well, oh no! So the thing though was this. I don't want them to get a right tackle because I don't want them to be good just yet. I want to. I want. I, I want to make sure that we're we are in it to get Sam next year. I want to make sure that that opportunity is there because if we can just get all the pieces together, you know, and we yeah. can get we, we can get Darnold. We've got Kessler, who was a USC quarterback, and then we got Darnold. Oh, oh, good things could happen, but. Now, that right there is my rose-colored glasses. Yes, I am a fan, so I totally get the fact that that sounds like a bunch of crap. <laughs> um, That's but, true. Well, you know, you know, through the same glasses, um, the entirety of the first round is just going to be Regina Tech Tokies and the self-killing grass stuff. <laughs> that was, that, I'm, sure, I'm sure you would love that. You, seriously, though, do you see any time uh, Bot Tech boys going in the first round this year? Well, you know, why don't we talk about it in our next segment? Okay, that sounds good. I think I, I agree. That's uh, that's all that. All right, cool. Talk to you soon. And welcome back to the third and final part of this awesome podcast. I'm sure you're sitting in your seats riveted at home or wherever you are listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last thing we got is Luke's been doing some mock drafts. Uh, we have some data from those mock drafts talking about skill positions where we think some players have a shot to go. It is right. early. Re- go Real ahead. quick, I want to I want to make sure that we give a shout out to Marcus Bratt. Uh, he is a uh, absolute gem and a super fan who has been helping me out um, uh, getting these mocks out and everything. We've been doing alternating picks and everything, and Thank uh, you he's a good fan, guy, Marcus. He's a good guy. Yeah, well, shout out to him. He's doing more. He is contributing more to this podcast than I am. Um, <laughs> But um, so uh, all right, so we're gonna go through this. We're gonna kind of leave out quarterback, whether or not we like where they go, because the quarterbacks this year you're not looking at for dynasty purposes. Um, yeah. but just just real quick, the ones that went in this were Mitch Trubisky, obviously Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser, and Pat, who that guy who went to Texas Tech. Um, not me home. Mahomes? Mahomes. Mahomes. Sorry, Mahomes. Alright, so. That's the jokes, go- people. That's the jokes. That's the joke. His name is Mahomes. <laughs> okay. So, the first skill position off the board is at the 111, you're projecting Mike Williams, um, wide receiver, to go to New Orleans. I don't like yep, that for dynasty purposes. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody would like it. You know, I mean, they did re-sign, or I'm sorry, they did sign um, uh, Ted Ginn in there and everything. But, you know, if you end up having, like, a Mike Williams go in there and stuff, it's just more one more person to the attack. Uh, it just becomes a question of, you know, who does he cash in on more, you know, Michael Thomas or Mike Williams. So, yeah, no, I totally agree that it would, it would be bad for fantasy, but I think it makes sense football-wise. And unfortunately, when you're trying to sit there and mock 
uh, actual drafts, like the, the drafts and everything, you got to go with a football palette as opposed to a football lens, if you will, as opposed to uh, the fantasy one. Exactly. So uh, then the next one we got is running back Leonard Fournette going to Philadelphia, which uh, I think would be good for Leonard Fournette because there's not really much competition there. You've got Wendell Smallwood, um, who has a very defined role. You have Darren Sproles, who has a very defined role. Did Ryan Matthews, is he still there? He is still there, but he's expected to be jettisoned upon someone else coming in, uh, at least as of right now. Uh, at six foot two hundred and forty pounds, I think that Fournette would serve really well as the battering ram, uh, and yeah. you could have. Now, what all, the only thing that would really hurt, honestly, is Sproles' opportunities besides just being a pass catching back. But in reality, I mean, Sproles is you know, father time is coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you might as well just like cash in and buy a plot out in the farm somewhere. Um, yep. I, but I do like that for Fournette because his, one thing that's not getting talked about enough is Fournette's ability to catch. Um, so he could, he he would definitely be a two-down back with the potential to stay on the field in two-minute drills. So um, then Corey Davis, wide receiver, going to Baltimore. Man, I know you like Davis because um, he's a local boy, but, geez, I hate that landing spot for him. Well, I think that basically – there's going to be two truths, okay? It's going to be like an if-then statement here. If Corey Davis goes to Baltimore at a 116, then they have basically given up on Perryman. That's true. I think That's going to, point. So I think with the, if they do that move, it's going to be to replace Perryman or to basically just relegate him to the second, the mm-hmm. wide receiver two, and then allow Corey Davis to try to take over that wide receiver one. You know, and yeah. so I, mean, I think it's very possible to happen. I think that you're going to see a wide receiver go there. I just don't know if they're going to do it in the first or if they're going to wait and try to get like a Zay Jones in the second. Now, I like this next one a little bit better. Dalvin Cook running by going to Washington. <laughs> yeah, of um, course you do. And I, 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 I think like that'd be that. great. I would draft the crap out of him. Yeah. I mean, well, he would go from being my 101 to being my my 101. I would say your 101 negative one. Yeah, he. I would. I would take him off the board before anyone else was yeah. allowed to even pick because he's mine. Would, would um, you just buy? Would you buy a jersey? I would buy his jersey. And no, I, are you gonna prove that? I would make his jersey. I would <laughs> hand stitch that thing. <laughs> would you go out? Would you buy one of the cheap four buck ones, or are you gonna go for authentic? What are you gonna do? Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be Chinese made, but I'll answer it. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. So and then next we got OJ OJ Howard going to a tight end from Alabama, going to the Giants. Um, yeah. Now usually I have Joku. I, I have David Joku usually going here when I mock and everything, but yeah. um, OJ Howard fell, and I think that with the way that things are in um, in, in New York. I think that they would want to have a tight end that can come in and learn blocking schemes as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I think they would go with him over a Joku or an Evan Ingram, who are basically just you know pass catchers as of right now. So well, that's why I went with him. I actually was surprised you didn't mock OJ Howard to Baltimore, considering how Baltimore doesn't really care for you know what they're doing with them. They just like to collect tight ends. <laughs> well, that, that is true, although I do think right now that uh, I, I think that they still feel that they have Pitta for a little bit. So my guess is they're yeah. going to run it out there with Pitta. And I don't see Ben Watson coming back, so I think there's one you can mark off. They may not even bring Pitta back, so you can mark him off potentially. 
Uh, but behind him, you still have, you know, the converted wide receiver, Darren Waller. You still have... Um, Max Williams. Oh, man. Uh, who? Oh, Max, Max yes. Williams. Double, double X, Max, yes. He, he yeah. is still there. And um, I don't know if this is going to be the year for Max to shine. I don't know if they're going to give him a shot this year if Pitt is still there. But if Pitt is gone, they may just throw Max out there. So I do think that yeah. they would end up taking a wide receiver over a tight end at this point. True. All right, moving on to... Pittsburgh, with which is uh, John Ross, wide receiver. Um, I, I, I mean, John Ross, he would be good there. It's Antonio mm. Brown and whoever else is left. Um, right, right. It, it, basically, the reason why I put him there personally, at least in my mind, the reason why I was, you know, fine with the move is um, when at, at the combine when they were talking with the president for uh, Pittsburgh and they were discussing Martavius Bryant. He kept using uh, past tense in, in the conversation. Now that could be because he's still suspended, and so they can't talk about somebody on the team in a you know in a present tense and everything. Um, but I took a feeling the feeling away from that conversation that there was potential that they were willing to move on. And Sammy Coates is not the answer. And Marcus yeah. Wheaton is now one of the, the lowers that went to Chicago, so he's not the yep. answer. So you basically have to look towards free agency. Wasn't that like eight million for Marcus Green in Chicago? That was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I noticed how it wasn't even on the list. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that would be interesting. Then we get to your Browns two hundred one Najoku. Yeah. Um, is this yeah. a homer pick? Uh, well, okay. Uh, First of all, obviously I'm a Browns fan. Uh, secondly, I am a Hurricane fan. So yeah, to I me, know. This, I, is, I know. this would be the perfect marriage. But the reason why I felt it worked so well is because at the end of the day, uh, Barnage is 32 years old. Okay. Yeah. You have Seth DeValbert DeValber still, and I think that he would be a good pass catcher. He had awesome spark scores and, and so on, and his metrics are great and everything. But – Joku, if Joku could come in and he could be the starting um, a tight end eventually, because when you take a tight end, you're not expecting him to start right away. It takes time. No, there's still much of the learning curve. Right. Now, he, I think he could go into a Joker set right away if he was the pass-catching tight end and you kept um, uh, um, Barnage back as the pass blocker. I think that would work yeah. out just fine. It's just that you're basically telling the world where the play is going to go when he, wherever he lines up. So, That's true. You know, give him a year, let let him learn behind Barnage, and then he can take over and everything. And at the end of the day, if Seth Devel turns into anything, you know, you've got Devel and Joku and, and your set of tight ends. So for me, it, it really was a, um, a, a legitimate move versus a homerism. Um, yeah. But they also have 11 picks in this draft, so you don't know. Yeah, seriously. They can move all over the place. Um, then you got Evan Ingram tight end going to Jacksonville. That doesn't really do much for me. Um, they just lost. Then they just did they get Julius Thomas or lose Julius Thomas? They lost. Julius oh, they, they they just yeah, they just sent Julius Thomas to uh, right. uh, Miami. Yeah, and, and then yeah, Jordan Cameron. Much I care uh, about Julius Thomas. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Jordan Cameron had to retire. That dude's head was like turning into pudding. I, I know he, you know, basically Jordan Reed was just like maybe one or two away from <laughs> being in the same spot. I know. My Redskins, dumpster fire. Anyways, we just went there. Christian McCaffrey running back to the L.A. Chargers. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I literally, I, honestly, if it gets ball that far, I like that a lot because it sets up that same dynamic that there was that was there two years ago. 
uh, between Woodhead and um, and Gordon. And if Gordon can actually be as efficient as he was this year versus how he was that year, um, I think yeah. we can have a nice tandem between Gordon and uh, and Woodhead. You know, I, or I, McCaffrey I know, playing I Woodhead's you, role. I know you disagree with me, but I think McCaffrey can be a standalone running back too. You know, honestly, I think that he could too. I think that he's at 202 pounds. That kind of concerns me. Um, yeah. I like my guys to be about 13 to maybe 15 yeah, pounds heavier do. than that. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I mean, come on, he, his numbers up and down were were amazing. You know, he had a yeah. 6.57 uh, uh, three cone, which is you know 6.95 is considered good as a wide receiver. <laughs> so yeah, he he did great there. And uh no, I think I think he could do it. But he in the end he did do it at Stanford. You know, it's I'm not saying that he never ran up the middle. He he did it. Uh he wasn't exactly uh begging for contact like Fournette was, but you know, he did it. No, I actually think um McCaffrey might go to this next one, Carolina. Who mm-hmm. you have Alvin Kamara going to. Um, I don't know I if I like good. that though. I don't know if I, I like know, McCaffrey going there. I, I, I like I I just like the idea of Carolina taking a running back um, mm-hmm. because Jay Stu is nothing. Um, all the people there just are either broken or old or both, mm-hmm. um, and so they need to they need to they need to draft a running back. They really need to. Does Carolina have a first round pick? Uh, Carolina does. I believe I gave them, and actually I got the. Full draft here because I like to do stuff like that. Carolina, for me, took uh, a Ryan Ramchick, Wisconsin offensive tackle. Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, okay, I get that. Well, anyway, so yeah, I like I like Carolina to take a running back, whether it's Alvin Kamara or someone else. I think that's mm-hmm. a good call. Um, yeah, I think I think that would also be a really good spot for. Uh, uh, for fantasy, because I mean, yeah. you got Jace Stu there, but I mean, it's Jace Stu. Yeah, it's it's Mister My Ankles. Oh God, my ankle himself. Yeah, um, exactly. Then you got Zay Jones who blew up that Senior Bowl wide receiver going to Arizona. Um, this, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Arizona, I I just I I wouldn't be able to trust Zay Jones going there because of all the just the wide receiver trouble. There's so many mm-hmm. wide receivers in Arizona, and Carson Palmer's not that good anymore. Right. Well, also, though, just uh, – I know we're not going over quarterbacks, but keep in mind that in the first round, Arizona could go to Sean Kaiser at one point. That's true. But he so, wouldn't come in uh, and be the starter to start with. No, no, he wouldn't be. I, he, you you would have some learning curve and everything. They would be running with um, uh, with Palmer this year. But so, but they already – you know, obviously, if they do that, they would have a plan going forward. So it's not right. like it would be just in limbo. You're not going to have uh, Mark Sanchez come out of retirement for the third time and be like, I'm back, guys. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But fumble, come come get it. Um, <laughs> Go get some. And then uh, finally, to round it out, uh, the second round of skill positions is Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, going to yeah. Oakland. Um, and I, you know, frankly, that does, that that would just mean that I probably am not drafting Curtis Samuel because yeah. there's just so many good receivers in Oakland. No, I, I totally agree. Um, obviously, what's funny is to date this a little bit, this right here was done the day before uh, Cordell Patterson signed in. Oh, oh. So so that right there would be outdated. The reason why I got him is because the number one speedster at the draft this year was John Ross with a 4.22. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Samuel had a 4.31. 
And oh, okay. you know, you know how Oakland likes their speed. Now, you know, they, they, they do have, uh, you know, Amari Cooper out there and they also do have, uh, Michael Crabtree. But I thought that getting a Curtis Samuel type out there where he could just run and basically do nines. And keep in mind that when he was at Ohio State, Curtis Samuel was actually a running back that just went out and did last yeah. he replaced. So he also has a pretty good understanding of blocking schemes as a running back. So he's he's more than just a nine runner, but he can also you know he could definitely open the top for you. So that's what I was trying to do was trying to figure out where that a player like that would go, and so mm-hmm. I put him there, and then of course you know the signing, right? So but apparently I, I, I good idea just wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. so. But that's kind of like what we did. Both Marcus and I had a really good time doing it. That's our well, second one that we've job. done. Thanks. Yeah. We, what's funny, though, is these are all of the uh, offensive skill position guys in the first two rounds. You know, there was a total, uh, you know, the four quarterbacks, you know, and then you had, I want to say, just four tight ends. You know, there, so there wasn't that many. I believe there was like maybe 20 to 21 in all. Mm-hmm. And there's 64 spots. So there's a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of safeties, a lot of just everything else going off the board. You know, your right. top three sections coming out is going to be cornerback, edge, and – sorry, excuse me, safety. So those are the three things that you're going to see a lot of because that's where all the talent is this year as far as defense goes. Right. You're right. right. I, I think that this is this is good. And, and shout-out to Marcus for – helping you with it and helping us by helping provide this. Good job, Marcus. Good job to you, Luke. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to do two more. We're going to do one coming up uh, in the middle of April that is basically a one-rounder trade-a-thon where we're basically going to take oh, yeah. every single pick and we're going to figure out, like, what the best trade would be if they moved out and, like, where they were trying to go to get someone else. And then the week before the draft, we're going to do a three-rounder to try to, like, set up the first three rounds of the draft and now, are see you how many we hit. Someone, are you looking for someone to help you out with those? Well, basically, basically as of right now, Marcus and I are we kind of we're just tacked on them. Nice. I like it. Yeah, so – oh, yeah, no, I I, uh, I made sure, like, like a good uh, – like a good GM to a uh, to a team, I made sure to get in early and sign a long term commitment. <laughs> oh, good, you know. So, Marcus, hear that? You're locked in, man, and I'm a lawyer. Um, anyway, so <laughs> so uh, that sounded threatening. Anyways, it did. so uh, uh, we appreciate our fans. So, but yeah, so well, that's I think that's our show, Luke. Um, it is, it is our I super know. long show. Oh, yeah. Um, the threatening our fans is definitely a high note. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, let's see. So if you want to contact either of us on, on Twitter, I at, what am I, Luke? Oh, yeah, I am at GroundingFS, and Luke is at Intentional underscore G, uh, both of those on Twitter. Uh, you can also reach us by email at IntentionalGroundingFF at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? IntentionalGroundingFF at gmail.com. That is correct. Make sure you like, subscribe. We would love to get some reviews on that iTunes store. Um, you are a wonderful listening audience, and we're going to guide you through this off season as best we can. Thank you for listening to our punchy selves today. Um, <laughs> Luke, is, Luke is a scientist, and I am – I don't know what I am. I'm crazy. Um, so uh, and so, uh, thank you all very much for listening. I'm Noah Downs, and he is Luke Bisson, and we'll talk to you later. Have a good night, guys.